Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, October 31st, 2020, and this is day 978 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you and praise you and honor you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you, Father, for being our comforter, for being our guide, for being our savior, for loving us so much, Lord Jesus, for watching over us and keep your hedge of protection all around us all day and all night. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the breath of life so we can go forth and fulfill every single purpose that you've given us for today. Help us, Lord, to not get weary in well-doing for your word says in due season we will reap if we don't faint, help us to stand firm and stand strong, even during these troubled times. Help us, Lord, to be encouraged and know that you're with us no matter what. I thank you so much, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, you're not in this alone. You're not in this alone. You have a comforter. You have an advocate, an encourager, someone who loves you so much, who is with you through thick and thin, who always has your back. And that is the Holy Spirit. And that's who we're talking about today. We're going to be coming out of John chapter 14 verses um, verses 15 through 31. John chapter 14 verses 15 through 31. And this is Jesus speaking about this powerful advocate, comforter, this other, this third person uh, of the uh, of the trilogy of, of, of the Lord. Okay, so yeah, the, uh, so let's go there. Uh, John chapter 14, uh, starting at verse 15. And it says, if you love me, keep my commands, period. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. So people in the world, they can't even fathom. They can't accept him because you must you must have Jesus first as your Savior. And then your eyes are open spiritually to receive and understand that the Holy Spirit is there for you. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but but you will see me because I live. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And And you notice he's talking about uh, all three um, of the, uh, all three talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, so all here in these verses that we're reading, he first talks about the Holy Spirit, 
and then he talks about how he's with us and how um, he says, on that day you will realize that I am in the Father, and he's talking about the Father. And you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. So anyone who, when we love the Lord, we obey his teachings. And he's saying once we receive him as uh, Lord and Savior, he's with us. And the Father, Father God is with us as well. And so is the Holy Spirit. So um, he says in verse 24, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. So when we don't obey him, we don't love him. And since the world uh, doesn't know him, they don't obey him. And so they can't even begin to fathom um, the power, uh, uh, the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit until they come to know him. And they're going to come to know him through the you, you who are believers, you who are led by the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. So these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, he just said that earlier in the verses 1 of John chapter 14, verses 1 through about 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled for, you know, I, he loves us and, and he says he's gone to prepare a place for us and he'll come and receive us again to himself. And again, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am coming to the father for the father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. So he's not leaving us blindsided. He's he's not leaving us ignorant. He he's letting us know uh, beforehand. All right, before this was you know uh, written for us to know, uh, he was letting his disciples know this, and that he's letting them know beforehand. Now we have this word of God, the powerful word of God, to know all of his promises, and it's just so beautiful. Verse 30, I will not say much more to you for the prince of this world is coming and that's Satan. He has no hold over me, but he comes so the world may learn that I love the father 
and do exactly what my father has commanded me. So he's saying, um, at this point when he's saying that, he's talking about before he goes uh, to be crucified. So when he comes, uh, it's going to show his love for the father because Jesus is obeying the father unto death on the cross. And he says, now, come now, let us leave. And and he's possibly talking about, well, it's time for us to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, and that is where um, it takes place. The crucifixion, crucifixion takes place. He's preparing his disciples. Uh, my commentary in my Bible tells me from chapter 14 through about chapter 17, he's sharing with his disciples and preparing them for what is to come. And we too are his disciples. And he's preparing us for what is to come. This next phase that's coming down the horizon before Jesus comes back for his people. The rapture that is about to take place. It is getting extremely ugly. It's getting extremely uh, horrific. And, and it may seem hard. And it is hard sometimes. I'm not going to even lie about it. <laughs> it's a battle. But I want you to know something. We have the power of the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us. Jesus said he wouldn't leave us as orphans. He's not going to leave us alone. And he's going to come back for us. But in the meantime, as soon as he ascended to the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit just for us. Now let me go to point number one. But before I go there, let me tell you a little bit, just a brief definition. Uh, the word advocate uh, it says the word advocate combines the idea of comfort and counsel. The word could also be translated comforter, encourager, or advocate. Okay, uh, so I know in the King James Version uh, it says uh, comforter, and I've also seen it as encourager. I have the New International uh, Version Study Bible that I use, and so it's speaking the word advocate. So point number one. Jesus did not leave us alone. Right after he went or uh, went to sit at the right hand of the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit, our advocate, comforter, encourager. And here's what he does for us. Okay, number one, he will be with us forever. Second, the world cannot accept him. Third, he lives with us and is in us. Fourth, he teaches us. Five, he reminds us of Jesus' words. You know how you might be in a situation and you're you're hurting and uh, you're troubled and, you know, it could be on your job and all of a sudden it's like all hell is breaking loose against you. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will bring you a comforting word, a scripture, and you're going to grab onto that scripture and you'll say that scripture to yourself you know, over and over and over, you know, um, you know, the Lord loves me no matter what unconditionally and uh, he'll never leave me nor forsake me, you know, um, you know, lean, uh, cast my cares on to the Lord for he cares for me. He'll, he'll bring certain scriptures back to you to comfort you. He also convicts us of sin. That's the sixth one. We need to be convicted so we understand when we are sinning so we can get it right. And he shows us that we need to repent. Seven, he shows us God's righteousness. 
We are righteousness. We live right, meaning we are living right before Christ. And of course, we're going to mess up. We're going to miss the mark sometimes. And, you know, again, he allows room for us to repent, turn around and start all over again. Do it. Make things right. And eight, he announces God's judgment on evil. Number nine, he guides us into truth. He leads and guides us into all truth. And some of these uh, verses are in chapter 16. So they're in verses 14, I mean, chapters 14, 15, and 16. Uh, 10, he gives us insight into future events. You know, uh, we may not be able to see it from our natural eye, but many times the Holy Spirit will show us things that are coming down the pipeline and to get ready, just like he's shown us I know he's shown me many times, uh, begin to put money aside or begin, you know, stop spending so much <laughs> uh, because the time is coming where, you know, you're you're not going to need those things and you're going to need uh, your finances more, um, you know, pay off these bills, uh, certain things that the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you in and let you know, give you that insight. 11, he brings glory to Christ Jesus. And that's what we're here to do. We mimic uh, God. We mimic Jesus. We take on his characteristics. Uh, uh, point number two, true love, God love is obedience to the Lord. Jesus mentions that four times in this passage. He makes it easy to obey him through the power of the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. And truth is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through him. And we must trust the Holy Spirit to do that. Now, once we are saved, the Holy Spirit automatically is in us. And then there's this other part, uh, another uh, faction that we don't think about. And that's something that's missing a lot of times uh, in believers. I'm going to go to Acts uh, Acts around chapter uh, 2. Let me go there. And the Holy Spirit just put that on my heart to share that. That's not on my, in my, on my list that I added. So um, the Holy Spirit also comes to give us power. Uh, and that is called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And when we do have that, we uh, also have the evidence of that in speaking in tongues. So once we are saved, we automatically have the Holy Spirit. He's in us. He leads us into all truth. He guides us. But something Jesus told his disciples, he told them uh, what he wanted them to do in Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 7. He says, he said to them, talking about his disciples, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, basically when the last days, when he will come back. But he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he's saying, before you go out to do these things, you know, you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and he and that will baptize in the Holy Spirit is, is another term. And um, he had instructed them uh, to go uh, and wait uh, in the upper room a- until that happened. And so uh, 
that takes place um, in chapter uh, 1 and when he tells them to do that and then in chapter 2 let me, let me go to that um, yeah it says in chapter 2 verse 1 when the day of Pentecost came they were all together in one place suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. This was on each of the disciples. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native tongue? And at that point, uh, they began the great witness and the great building uh, of the church uh, by uh, leading others to Christ. But they had the power of the Holy Spirit to lead them and to guide them in doing so. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. And and so, so much so that these people recognize that they are speaking our language. So don't, I've heard people say, okay, I don't want that gift, but I'll take everything else God has given me. Uh, that's like saying to God, this isn't good enough for me. You're not good enough for me. Uh, and that's also a sign of fear uh, to say, God, I'll accept Jesus and I'll accept, you know, the Holy Spirit that comes when I get saved. But I don't accept the baptism of the Holy Spirit, even though you said this is important for me to have this power in order to function here on this earth. But I'm, I'm going to leave that one sitting on the table, Lord. I don't want that. Um, and, it, and it's as though to say, God, you don't know what's good for me. And uh, because you don't you don't understand it or or because of things that you may have heard that that the world says about it. Well, remember, the world doesn't know the Lord. You know him. And and I encourage you, <laughs> don't leave any gift that God has given us on the table. Everything he's given us is needed in order to function in this world. And that is why so many get to a certain point and then they're knocked over, uh, so many believers, because they're not functioning with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's hard enough as it is even with the power of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us, and how to have the power to fight uh, spiritually, the spiritual warfare. Um, as So it is so important that we have that, and I encourage you to not shun that and ask the Lord to give you that. Um, I think about, too, <laughs> my computer, y'all. Oh my goodness, it is older. It's five years old. I didn't know that the lifespan of a computer, you know, now I've got a Mac personal computer that does okay and fine, but my work computer is not a Mac. And it's, and since we're doing everything virtually, I recognize it's lost its power. And one day I was at work in the office, and most times I'm working from home, and my colleague, I said, hey, you know, he's really good at technical stuff and all that. And so I'm like, hey, Jalen, can you help me? My computer keeps, 
you know, knocking me off of this virtual site, you know, where we were doing, getting ready to do a training. So we were prepping for it. And he goes, oh, Miss Jackie, let me see. And, and uh, he looks into it and he does this, uh, pulls up this program to test the power in my computer. And my computer showed that it functioned at only 28%. All right. I didn't know any, you know, I'm thinking, okay, 28%. So then he just got a new computer. So then he showed me on his what the functioning capacity of his was. And it was close to 300%. A lot of times we don't even realize that we're not functioning at the fullest capacity. You know, until the Holy Spirit brings it to our attention. Oh, look at God. Glory to God. Now, listen, I had when I have my computer at home, you know, I had I understand that it knocks me off. So uh, I was instructed by Google when I called them to find out one day why my computer kept losing power or losing connection. And this was like several months ago. And he said, well, you need a Cat6 cord. I'm like, what is that? And he told me about it, that it's something I need to connect directly to my computer and then to the Wi-Fi box, directly getting power. And so when I do that, my computer is functioning like at that highest percentile <laughs> or either high, at least higher than that 28% because it doesn't knock me off and it, it functions like it's got all that strength that it needs. But when I disconnect it from the power source, the Wi-Fi box, it can't do anything. Oh, glory to God. That's how it is with us. When we're disconnected from the power source, which is the Holy Spirit, we can't function at the fullest capacity that God would have us to function at, just like my computer. So it's time to get connected. It's time to be functioning at the percentage, thousands of percentages. I don't know. It's just off the mark. There is no number we can put on it. <laughs> we need to be functioning at that so that we can persevere, so that we can have the wisdom of God and understand it and then apply it to our lives. That's the power that we need. We need to be directly connected to the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus said. And he'll be in us. That's how connected we are. He's in us. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The angels are rejoicing for you and you have now received the Holy Spirit and you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for each person right now that is desiring the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I am in agreement with them and I thank you, Lord, as though we're laying hands on them like the disciples did, that they will be uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit this day, this moment, in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. You got it. Praise God. And, in, and as you pray and as you begin to speak in different tongues, just let it flow. It will come. Don't worry about it. Trust God. All right. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless 
and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, uh, please uh, check us out. Yeah, share those with others. I'm sorry. (laughs) Also, you can check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. And uh, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And receive our four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.